everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. If you've not joined us before, I will let you know that Allie and I are performers. We actually used to perform internet material on stage using the internet as our script in a show called Blogologues. We then did a web series called Two Girls, One Show, where we got to meet the people behind the internet post we'd been performing. We went on some fun, more scripted adventures. And now we're here with this podcast with The Daily Dot, in which we talk to people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find fascinating. We also have our producer, Matt, here with us. Hey, Matt. Hello. Hello, hello. So, guys, we just got to kind of get to it. Uh, Tomorrow's a big day. Matt was reading some porn this week, and (laughs) I was really proud of him because he sent us this shit about political humiliation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah. What is? What does that mean? So is it? It's like BDSM, right? But for we're gonna your get political into piece? it with our guest. Okay. All right. Well, we are speaking with a professional dom today. That's uh, dominatrix, <laughs> um, who's forcing Trump supporters to vote for Biden. That's one way to swing undecided voters. I've been phone banking, which is not nearly as fun. <laughs> phone well, you sex get banking, sexy, really. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> um, have you both voted already? Are you voting on election day? What's going on? Yeah, I already yeah. voted. It's in. It's yep. in. Mine's Samesies. In. Yeah. My wife has been doing quite a bit of text and phone banking, and I, I, I need to be joining her as well. But she's literally every night uh, is banking. So uh, we're Good. very proud wow. of that. Very By cool. the time this episode is live, I might be in Arizona. Oh, that's right. I signed the... up to go to Arizona next week, but I'm waiting to hear like what they need. Like working the polls? Yeah. So first of all, uh, shout out to my parents. Not that they've ever listened to an episode, but <laughs> they are definitely vol- tuning in this one. They, they yeah, don't even know the show right? exists, but they're yeah. going to find this one. Yeah. My parents have volunteered to be poll observers in Pennsylvania. And I'm so proud of my boomer parents. And so you go and you um, can report you know, instances of voter intimidation or harassment. And I thought, damn, I should go. So I wrote the Arizona Democratic like office. And yeah, they said they need people. And could I come to Phoenix? Is the plan that you're just observing it and reporting it? Or do you need to step in bodyguard style and like body check some people? <laughs> I hope it's the latter. No, I, I think you you just, uh, no, for the sake of my parents, I think you just, there's a number you report it to, but there's also some tasks like dropping off information you know, it's contactless on people's doorsteps. So I'm waiting to hear back, but I think I'm going to drive in on Sunday because that car life, you know what I mean? Yeah, but anyway, uh, I'm excited to talk to our guest. And one other fun thing that I found this week is there's a girl who posted on on um, Instagram. She moved her hinge location to Pennsylvania and is chatting up dudes to swing undecided voters. And it's, <laughs> the conversations are fucking priceless. Oh my so, god, that's yeah. great! Wow, yeah, I love it. Yeah, they're you'll really have to good. Share that, share that in our Discord because I would like to see that for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Because at first I was like, "What? Like, how is she segueing? Like, how does she know if they're undecided?" But they're really good. So I'll wow. put it in our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, folks, we're going to get right into it today. Um, is there any other business to attend to before we bring in our guest? Oh yeah, we have to thank our Patreon supporters. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's right. Should we demean them today? Like humiliate them? <laughs> Definitely. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I, I got to find some uh, humiliating sexy music. Hold on. <laughs> 
by the way, folks, uh, these are supporters who've contributed at the $10 level or more. Uh, we love them and appreciate them. Um, and so we're going to humiliate them now. I can't believe you guys would be so generous. It's disgusting. Yeah, you're really, you're just gross. You're gross humans who contribute money to people who need it. I want to step all over Chris Harrison. <laughs> and definitely I'm um, going to punch Jerry Duran. <laughs> wow, that was violent. Sorry. <laughs> and Sorry, Jessica Jerry. Fox. I love that you're like, whoa, that is too far. <laughs> it's like, what? I, Are we do- I, uh, also, I hope if Mel- we have to think of one for every name, it's going to get dark <laughs> really hope, fast. I it's Melissa- like, I love to chop James Dozier into tiny pieces. <laughs> what? I, I hope Melissa Elliott stubs her toe. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. James Dozier, I definitely don't want to cut you up into tiny no, pieces. No. Uh, <laughs> Deborah um, Pants, uh, you... <laughs> I am going to put a band-aid on you and rip it off, Deborah. <laughs> Kathy, oh God, I don't know. I'm really other things to do. Kathy, Kathy Phillips, Phillips, I'm going to give you poison ivy all over your body. <laughs> William, we're going to feed you your least favorite food. And give and you then- a last name. and matthew scott what are we gonna do to matthew i don't know how to humiliate people Um, give him insomnia just kidding i would never wish that upon anyone god (laughs) it's like literally the worst worst thing i could think of yeah well well, thank you all all. you're the worst i hope you guys all jerked off to that All right, everybody, it is time for our interview. Please welcome to our show a professional dom who's forcing Trump supporters to vote for Biden. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the show, Empress Delfina. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing God's work and for speaking with us on such short notice. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you know, MAGA, we got to make America great again, right? Yeah. yeah. We're all fucking, one, that's what I always say. Yeah. One loser at a time. Right. MAGA, one loser one at a time, yeah. <laughs> so who are you? Uh, give us our <laughs> listeners a little bit of background for those who aren't familiar. Oh, wow. Okay. So I started my uh, career in adult work uh, about 24 years ago as a stripper in New York. And uh, it evolved over time from the pole to online work. And uh, I started doming online about a decade ago. Yeah, went from uh, humiliation fetishes, financial domination fetishes, all sorts of fetishes. and. Uh, so then you guys found me on Trump conversion therapy work because uh, <laughs> I found myself humiliating Trump supporters online. And, uh, and I came across something about Mike Pence supporting gay conversion therapy. So I said, well, there must be a Trump conversion therapy because what <laughs> I'm doing with Trump supporters online is kind of humiliating them and trying to convert them to vote Biden or not Biden at the time, but blue blew all the way at the time when I first started. That's beautiful. Uh, Thank you for your work once again. Uh, But before we go too deep into the Trump conversion therapy, which is a phrase Mm -hmm. I love saying, can you Mm -hmm. explain for our listeners what is a humiliation fetish? Well, there is a population out there that is submissive. They seek joy in serving others. And uh, so they enjoy be humiliated as well for serving others. And, uh, they call it's, well, it's all men that call me. I, I don't remember having a woman call me to humiliate her, but, um, the men that call me, uh, want me to humiliate them 
physically um, and mentally. And uh, it's usually like a role play situation where they like transfer their own power to a goddess like me. (laughs) And uh, they just enjoy that release from power. So I get a, I got a lot of clients that just uh, are powerful or just in general, just want to let go of what they're used to in their daily lives. So I heard there are a few types of humiliation fetish. The one I'm um, remotely familiar with is small penis humiliation. So could you run down for us just like the main types of humiliation? Right. Uh, Well, there's, there's financial, there's, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, mental humiliation, like how stupid they are, how, um, you know, I, I make fun of their appearance and most of all, their dick size. (laughs) (laughs) There are men out there that even if they're large in size, they enjoy a woman belittling them for even having a penis. So, uh, yeah, they, they get off on anything. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) may we ask um how much do you get paid to humiliate men (laughs) it depends on which listing i have a specific listing called dick school (laughs) and i teach guys how to properly wank their cocks and of course you know it's humiliating to them because i make them do really stupid things with their cocks from like what cock and ball torture uh-huh. uh i make them eat their cum uh cum mm, wow. eating instruction yeah and uh jerk off instruction joy joy fetish uh which is <laughs> essentially how to teach them how to jerk off their their cocks properly i always tell them don't neglect the balls you know they tend to <laughs> neglect the balls they just jerk away but you gotta massage the balls too guys don't forget the balls. Yeah, you heard it here. Ellie has that t-shirt. Don't forget the balls. She wears yeah. it. She does. No, I'm learning. I'm learning. This is uh, interesting for me as well. Okay, so this is so fantastic already. Um, so uh, let's take it back a little bit in terms of how that segued into political humiliation. So I know you mentioned gay conversion therapy and playing off that, which I think is brilliant. But um, (laughs) I know I know that you were arguing online with Trump supporters. So can you tell us how how this came to be? Naturally, like uh, around uh, close to the election and, you know, for 2016 election, um, I started arguing with people online, especially my own friends that turned out to be Trump supporters. And I just found myself using the same kind of language that I use in my sessions to humiliate men. I think it was uh, 2017, I, you know, just put an ad out on my Nightflare page and it started picking up. And mm-hmm. I didn't think people were calling just, you know, talk about Trump, but they did. Wow. Did you um, sense even just in the social media comments that the men you were speaking to like liked were liking the humiliation? Oh. Like, did you get that sense? <gasps> Absolutely. Because every time they responded, it was just, it was just escalating more and more. And I could just tell they wanted my attention. Mm-hmm. They just continued to, to respond. And it's not like they were trying so much to humiliate me. I mean, I just kept on one upping them and it's like, Ooh, you know, they, they want, they want me to continue. What here. are the signs that someone's jerking off to your tweet? That. <laughs> And can you tell when they're including the balls? (laughs) 
<laughs> See, I can't tell in the comments. I could just tell that I got their attention and they, yeah. they continued to engage yeah. me more and more. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, at, at some point, sometimes it gets so much into the conversation, into the thread, like they'll just go back and forth. And I'm like, it's time that you utilize my listings. The conversation's over. It's time to charge you and tax yep. you for the aggravation. Yeah, girl. Totally. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so on that note, actually, how much do you charge? On the phone, I charge $1.99 a minute. And for Skype sessions, um, I, I forgot what I charge for Skype sessions for Trump conversion therapy. Nobody has called that one yet. They call my dick school, uh, which is $8.99 a minute. So uh, I think I, I, I probably listed my conversion therapy about the same price too for Skype. Thank you for making the conversion therapy affordable because we need to convert as many people as possible. And I want you to make money without the cost being a barrier. So that's nice. It's worth it when you're getting paid. Yes. Yeah. So is is political humiliation a thing in general or are you a pioneer making it a thing? After I created my ad, I saw another Dom online flirt doing something very similar. She was berating Republicans or something like that. It was a very hard ad that she had up. And I said, wow, okay, great. I'm not alone in this. The conversion part, she didn't, she wasn't doing that. For me, the conversion part, um, I, I was doing because I was like, well, if I'm going to be doing this kind of work, let me try to make it count because sometimes these guys do like, even though I give them a platform to be someone that they're not in in real life, it's possible that they may get some kind of convincing and do vote for blue down the line like I was doing in the beginning uh, for the midterms. And then I started employing the same tactics as deprogrammers for cults. I said, you know, it's it's not completely sexual um, in these sessions. Sometimes it's just conversation to make them critically think about the things that the choices that they're making and the support that they're giving. Wow. We read in the article, uh, the Daily Beast article that uh, we found you from, that you studied cults in college, which is so interesting. And uh-huh. actually, we just uh-huh. did an episode about QAnon. We spoke with um, a culty programmer, uh-huh. Rick Allen Ross. Um, so I guess, you know, we'd love to hear more about what happens in these sessions. And also, if you could tell us about sort of like how your studies in cults maybe comes up in sessions with deprogramming <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't bring, I don't bring it up to them that I study cults, but I, I, yeah. I use the same tactics that cult leaders do use mm-hmm. like the chanting well i haven't seen trump do it but trump is doing the dancing now you notice that oh no he's dancing i'm sorry now trump is dancing at the rallies that's what strippers do we dance to seduce men so um <laughs> you know trump is behaving like a stripper dancing for his supporters to seduce them even more and they love it what i do online um is not only dance for them when they do call my cam lines but uh i i make them sing and trump hasn't gotten onto the singing he'll get he'll get, probably get to there if he has another week <laughs> <laughs> but if you get them to sing, they'll remember these chants. They, it, it embeds in their heads. Mm-hmm. And so I have them singing all sorts of new chants that counter the indoctrination of what Trump has done to them. So, for example, uh, I don't know whether you guys seen my video online of one of my clients where I make him chant Putin's my president oh, no. and <laughs> a southern twang. 
and <laughs> have him chant. The other day, he actually called again, and I had him chanting blue balls for Biden. I made them <laughs> do humiliating things such as putting, like you read in the, the Beast article, hot peppers up the butt. Um, because I believe in pain makes the experience more memorable and in, again embeds the whole training of switching out of your vote for Trump to blue all the way. Tell us a little bit more about the hot pepper. That it, that had something to do with the wall. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So one of the questions I do ask my callers is, uh, so what's your favorite chant at the rally? And uh, one supporter said, build a wall. I believe in building a wall, blah, blah, blah. Build a wall, build a wall. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, so let's chant build a wall. And I want you to experience pain for what you're supporting. So get a jalapeno, get a hot pepper, get something that will go up your butt. And I want you to chant while it's up your butt. And uh, it's a man usually that's doing this. And uh, they stick a hot pepper or whatever object that they have. I had a guy. After the hurricane and Trump used a Sharpie to extend that hurricane, I made him put a Sharpie up the butt. Um, But everything goes up the butt because that's their pleasure point for these men. It's a great orgasm, that prostate, you know, so. Have you ever had a snafu, though, where they shove it up and they can't get it out? Uh, I'm grateful. I have not, not, not that I know of. Uh, I'd also imagine, like, up the butt, if you're working with conservative guys who maybe uh, would not, like, if they believe in gay conversion therapy, for example, like, they might, mm -hmm. that would be humiliating for them, right? Oh, absolutely. They want to be humiliated. I truly believe that Trump, I mean, Trump's base enjoys humiliation like on a on such a public scale like public humiliation and they enjoy it i mean look at the antics that they do at the rallies at protests um this is not a coincidence that they're getting off to um harassing other americans just so they can get their kinks off could i ask a quick question about intent The cult thing was interesting because these we were talking to the to a deprogrammer about getting people out of a cult and they have no intention of of getting out. So are these people coming to you and saying, "Get me out through humilia- humiliation," or are they coming to you for humiliation and then you discover they are Trump supporters and then you work the magic? It's it's a little of both. I've recently, especially after the Beast article, got. A, a bunch of new uh, callers, Wonderful. and uh, mm-hmm. they're straight up saying they're Trump. They Trump support Trump. Blah blah blah. Before the the article, it was guys who were seeking humiliation anyway, mm-hmm. and they okay. said, "Wow, what a coincidence! Not only do I want to be humiliated, but I also support Trump." I I can read you an email I got in my DMs just today. Oh, I'd love that. He goes, his name is Pie Eater. Hmm. Okay. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm so stupid. You're right. It's a gay thing. We are so beta and so weak. It feels good to be on the losing team, losing to smarter people. Every time I touch my little white dick, I can't help but think of some BLM activist fucking my girlfriend or squirting his jizz all over my face. I want you to profit off me so bad. It's so pathetic. Please own me. Wow. That was beautiful. Wow. Thank you yeah. so much. It's poetic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
man, I uh, need to process that. I know. <laughs> well, it makes me wonder, do you get people who just argue with you sometimes in these sessions, even when, even when they're paying you? Yeah. Yes, yes. I actually had a few callers call me up like I, that they couldn't believe that I was doing this and that, that, you know, I'm going to hell and all sorts of, you know, <laughs> slurs and you know oh yeah i could say that here right um yeah yeah, you fucking bitch you fucking cunt oh we're gonna beat you we're the trump 2020 motherfucker and all that stupid shit and i'm like okay yeah keep going have to feel better yeah continue because it's therapeutic for them anyway to just you know even if it's just like belittle me or i hate you either way i'm walking away with their money and I'm good. <laughs> Beautiful. I really want to start this as a side hustle for myself, but I just I don't have that. Yeah, it's one. It's a wonderful feeling to profit off the stupid. It really, <laughs> is. It really makes it worth it. <laughs> Hashtag capitalism. That's right. Hashtag capitalism. Yeah. So how many? About, approximately how many people have signed up for this service? Which, by the way, you know, we read about it this week. I had no mm-hmm. idea you've been doing it since 2016. So thank you. But how many? Mm-hmm clients have you had and do you think you have successfully deprogrammed some of them and if so do you have a ballpark how many i don't keep numbers on who calls me because i have so many calling from different you know listings that i have um but i don't keep numbers up the numbers are going up and i have i predict that they're going to go up even further after trump loses next week and there's going to be a population of lost people that I, you know, after next week's Trump loss. So I really hope that professional licensed therapists do get on this Trump conversion therapy kind of stick because, you know, there's, there's, there's actual people that need help. It's, it's, I mean, I'm just an entertainer. I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, are they actually converted? They don't owe me any proof of their vote. Yeah. Sometimes they call and say, I voted Biden or I voted blue down the line when they, they called during midterms. And, um, and I'm like, great, I'm so proud of you. And they love that positive reinforcement and they love that acknowledgement. And they're like, I love serving you. You are good for me. You are healthy for me. And I'm like, yes, I'm a healthy habit. I'm saving. I'm your savior. You're doing good for the world. I just, you know, I, I remind them of that. I also have to add, this is all role play. So I do have uh, actual liberals that do call me too and Mm -hmm. act like Trump supporters and they, you know, and then they act, they really act like Trump supporters in the beginning. And then in the end, they're like, oh, I just wanted to call this line. And and, and you're really good. Wow. Like, that was great. That was so much fun. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you know if other sex workers are doing political humiliation now? Yes. Yes. I encourage more. I hope all of them do. (laughs) I uh, went on to stripper web last night. I even posted, I was like, Hey, this is a great side gig I'm having and it's getting traction. So you guys should add it to your list, your menu of, of services. Yeah. I just want to know that sex workers flipped the Senate. Like that's what (laughs) I need. I I have a feeling we, we had a hand in it. Again, we've been doing this for a number of years right after or a year, like after uh, Trump got elected and we have dominatrix against Trump. There's a group of that. I think they're based in LA. Um, They're amazing. They literally do uh, public humiliation. They take their slaves and they dress them like Trump and beat them in public. Uh, there's another goddess that I follow online that I met uh, years ago that she's actually having her clients dress like Trump and just uh, making them do humiliating tasks on camera. 
And then there's another Dom that's on Nightflirt that was actually before I put out my ad, she put up again, her, her ad was a little harder. She just wanted to humiliate Republicans, but not convert them. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was, she was doing it a year before me. What are the main ways that the Trump regime uh, poses a risk to sex workers? And also, what are the main ways that Democrats pose a risk to sex workers? <laughs> oh, both. Yeah, both are responsible for the passing of FOSTA and SESTA against us. And we had a tough time uh, when it was passed because a lot of us sex workers were all on all social media platforms and we started getting banned little by little. My Instagram is down. My Facebook uh, was taken down, then I redid a new one, and then I got locked out. FOSTA-SESTA weakened Section 230 of the Communications right. Decency Act. And so basically, companies can now be held liable for sexy stuff on their websites. And right. it was supposed to prevent sex trafficking, but because the companies are liable, I think that coincides with when Tumblr banned porn and all of this. Basically, companies were like, well, we don't want to get in trouble anymore for sexy stuff on our site. And they took it all down, which means not just sex trafficking, but sex workers' content. Is that right? Yes. Nailed it. Nice. Yep, you, you got that. And so it basically criminalized all of us. Yeah, mm -hmm. all of us sexy workers and mm -hmm. our images. Under the guise of protecting, like we all agree, sex trafficking is bad. We should oh, stop that, but but yeah. not not capture porn and sex work in the net as well. And clearly, the law was not. I think Fossa Sesta was a cheap way to just quiet the sex workers and, and and at the same time, you know, whack a mole of sex traffickers. And it's it hurt all of us. Not to go down the rabbit hole here, but I'm just thinking from the media perspective, too, of like, the tech companies are the big are among the biggest lobbyists that are active right now in Washington. And so they don't want porn on their networks because advertisers don't want to be next to porn. So this is like, hey, no one likes sex traffickers. Let's get the sex traffickers. But the result of this is that porn and sex work, legitimate sex work, gets wiped off of networks so that Facebook and Tumblr and and uh, Twitter can make more advertising revenue. I'm not I'm not attributing that, but I'm saying that is a direct benefit to these tech platforms because yeah. of this this change. Right, and and so you know. What do, what the, do they want us to do? Pay more money? They're almost, it's almost a uh, pimp like to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what do we do? What, what do we have to do? We have to pay you guys off too, so we could survive. I mean, well, so where do you go? Uh, and, and you mentioned mm -hmm. something briefly that we might want to circle back to, which was uh, a platform or a network for mm -hmm. strippers or sex workers. Right. I use Nightflirt, you know, and there's OnlyFans seems to be popular now because of COVID and more women are getting into sex work. Those platforms require, you know, the necessary ID and verification in order for you to post on their platform. See, Twitter doesn't really require that. Facebook either. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't require, you know, verification, even with photos, um, photo, you know, with your own face, with a date, day and time showing, hey, I'm the real person. They at least verify each member on their platform. They can't really do that on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Taking this back to, you know, the humiliation fetish and how this mm -hmm. uh, goes along party lines. I know you've you spoke uh, quite a bit actually about, you know, 
the, the ways that men are into humiliation and how it differs. Um, and I was just wondering if there's anything else you had to say about differences you've seen as it relates to political ideology. So, it, you know, are, are Republicans more into the humiliation fetish as a whole? Like, how have you seen this align with different ideologies? Go look at like the top 10 trends in fetish work on clips for sale or any of those adult websites. And you notice that um, Cult Golding, BBC, uh, Big Black Cock, mm-hmm. those kind of fetishes are all dominated by older white men. And they demand that kind of content. They get off on that kind of content. And they tend to be Republican men. They enjoy the, the switch, the mm-hmm. role play switch. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're powerful white men in public, but then at the end of the night, they want to get down and dirty with the people that they oppress, you know, mm-hmm. or they want yeah. the people that, that they oppress to oppress them. Yeah. Something that's fascinating to me and something that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the idea that fetishes are fine and they're good. And, you know, people spend a lot of time shaming people for fetishes. But as long as you're not hurting anyone, like you do you. But this interview has been really interesting to me because it seems that this fetish crosses a line where it has detriment to society. Right. So these. These supporters, like they, they love humiliation so much that like, you know, the fact that that's like why they love Trump is they like being humiliated by Trump. So it's like, what's that line where a fetish is healthy on your own time versus like a mental health issue where they're voting against their own interests? I hope right. that made any sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, like the, it's one thing that you could do it in private and enjoy yourself um, and, and entertain your own fetishes, your fantasies in private. It's another thing when you're actually making, supporting people that make laws that harm other people just because you get off on the misery of others. So those others can humiliate and be angry with you. So what do, what do you think like can be could be done about this? Like, what's that line where, you know, someone needs to see a therapist and work out their shit versus like they just have a humiliation fetish? I mean, I, I try to remind them that they're they're not living in reality. They're living in the fantasy, but they're taking the fantasy into reality by supporting people that are actually hurting others. I try to have that conversation with them to make them understand. That's why I include pain and chanting and singing in my work because I need them to actually hear themselves out loud and, you know, get the mirror involved and look at themselves and what they're actually doing. And of course, I remind them I'm profiting off their stupidity. So that's another way to humiliate them. Like, look what you're doing. You're actually paying me to destroy you because you want to destroy the country. Look how wrong this is. All this is you empower people like me, I say, to destroy you and you get off on it. I just try to make them think, you know, during that, those conversations. And a lot of them, they just want to jerk off an edge. Oh, yes, I'm a loser, mistress. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, I'm going to come, uh, to, you know, to the fact that you called me out. I, I try to remind them, listen, you could still have these pleasures in private, but you don't have to bring them in public. This is a safe space. 
continue to come to me and vote against Trump. Vote for humanity. Vote for empathy. Vote for compassion. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, And we really enjoyed it. Keep doing the good things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make America great again. We all have to do our part, right? Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Well, guys, book your session today. Like, you know, tomorrow is Mm -hmm. voting day. (laughs) So, yeah, you're going to have I can't believe. Uh... I can't believe that. When this goes live, the next day will be election day. It's really strange. <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm- thank you to Empress Delfina for speaking with us so quickly. And good luck, Matt, editing this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I to go, guys. I got to yeah. get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just to hear more about humiliation, but then specifically political humiliation. And to talk about that along party lines is so freaking interesting. <laughs> and we would love to hear all of your thoughts about it listeners as always for whatever um, it's worth for the yeah. record like i'm sure there's plenty of people who just fucking love trump it has nothing to do with any kind of like fetish or psychological sure. thing but it's sure. fascinating that that there is some overlap with, yeah. it's so with fetish life that like hey yeah. the thing that you love so much is the opposite of the thing that gets you off it's 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 like you it's like we opened a psychology textbook and it's like there and there it is and yet we don't think about it that way ever until a guest like this. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if and when Trump loses, he will go to Empress Delfina for conversion <laughs> therapy of, you know, how he feels about himself. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, we have to get out of here and, uh, you know, get this episode out to you as quickly as possible. So please let us. Best segment ever. Before we go, not a call, an email. Okay. This comes in from Tim Drummond. I did check with Tim. He said uh, we could use his last name. Thank you for listening, Tim. He says, Hi, 2G1P. Love your show and look forward to hearing all the weird shit, entertaining and engaging hosts, parentheses, and Matt, <laughs> and the way that you always have an uplifting perspective on whatever you're discussing that day. The thank you to our patron donors part uh, on the, the episode that he's referencing, uh, which was about f- virtual funeral services, really caught my attention because of the background music you use there. Uh, Tim says, as a choir director, the Samuel Barber Anus Dei immediately stood out to me because it's so recognizable and because it's an amazing piece of music. Now, Tim, Thank you for writing in. You guys familiar with uh, the Adagio for Strings by Samuel Barber? (laughs) Not off the top of my head. (laughs) It's a string piece, but there's a vocal arrangement that I actually like better than the string arrangement because it's just so damn beautiful. And I used it when you guys were doing uh, the Patreon thanks as if it was like a memorial service, which sounds like this. It's amazing. So Tim says, originally written for a string orchestra, later arranged for voices and set to the words of a Latin mass. Agnus Dei, I think that is the Lamb of God or whatever in Latin, and says it was one of the first really impactful pieces of choral music for me. That's Tim saying that. So Tim, thank you for recognizing that. It's an important piece of music to me because 
it was actually used in a very important video game from 1999. You guys all remember 1999? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't couldn't pinpoint what exactly happened that year, but yeah, it feels feels slightly uh, like I remember it. There, okay. There's a, a real time strategy game called Homeworld, which was the first to uh, do real time strategy in 3D, and it's just a mind blowing, amazing, monumental game. And the premise is that a civilization, you know, uncovers that they're not from the planet that they thought they were from, and they develop. Uh, hyperspace technology to like find their home world and they're immediately obliterated by aliens wow. and this is what you hear during that opening scene of the game no one's left everything's gone Karak is burning Karak is being consumed by a firestorm so shout out to Samuel Barber Homeworld from 1999 and Tim thanks for listening <laughs> Fantastic. All right, folks. Well, please tweet at us. We love it. I'm at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Ellie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us just like our friend Tim did today. Please do. Uh, we're 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can text us or leave us a voicemail. How exciting is that? That feels kind of real time if you're going to text. Uh, that phone number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. It's always a fun place to be. Um, and we'll often let you know show topics before we do the interviews and we love your input on questions for our guests. So join us there, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Ali, if they would like to contribute, what do they do? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and please, please do. All right, folks, go vote and uh, we'll see you next time. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.